Welcome to the Express Soul Health and Wellness Podcast. In each episode, you'll learn from experts about the best practices and technologies to live a happier, healthier, and hopefully a longer life. Here is your host, Claudia Erdinola. Welcome to Express All Health and Wellness Podcast. My name is Claudia Urdinola. I am a professional engineer with a passion for health and wellness. At my channel, I bring experts in different disciplines of the healthcare and wellness industry. And with those experts, we learn better ways in how to take control of our health to live happier, healthier, and longer lives. If those are subjects of your interest, Please subscribe right here, hit the notification button so you will be notified every time we bring different content to our channel. Also, follow us in all our social media channels. All of this content is brought to you free of charge, and we ask you kindly to support our sponsors. Supporting our channel is supporting our sponsors. Express All Coffee, my brand of coffee that I created with your health in mind. All my coffees are low acidic. They are roasted to order. So when you receive my coffees, you are sure that you consume the freshest, most delicious and healthy coffee available on the market, free of molds, pesticides, and preservatives. Don't drink those over-processed, highly commercialized coffees that have been stored in warehouse for years months that they have been in shelves for months. They're not good for you. This is beautiful coffee that been carefully crafted for optimal health. www.expressoldcoffee.com. Take advantage of the discount code that I have in the description box for you, my listeners. And remember that shipping is free after $50 orders. Again, www.expressoulcoffee.com. Our special guest today is Adam Weathers. Adam is a very, very popular YouTuber. She has a channel, Watch Adam Keto, where she had a very vibrant community. And since 2017, 2018, she has been consistently posting uh, her journey to healthier life through the ketogenic, principles, the keto diet, the style of life. So today we're going to discuss with Adam her amazing story and the way that her own transformation um, to be healthier, um, you know, following the keto diet inspired her to open and share those experiences with others. Today, her community is vibrant. They have a beautiful event they're hosting every year in Louisville, Kentucky. It's called uh, Ketopalooza. So she's going to tell us all about Ketopalooza, which this year will be in October, the first, first, first week in October. And Adam is going to tell us all about it. So here with us, Adam Weathers. Welcome, Adam, to our channel. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me today. Uh, it's so wonderful to have you here in my channel. Um, I'm going to meet you in person and the low card for better health in a few days from now. Yeah. And that's going to be awesome because we're going to be, um, you know, sharing a space there with awesome people who want to learn about this uh, keto diet, this style of uh, life. It's, it's as I decided to, to say it because it is. It's basically yes. a whole thing that changed your life for the better and for healthier. 
and with amazing speakers and you're going to be in a, on a stage um, sharing your, your experiences and what is that about. So tell us about a little bit about yourself. I don't sure. let us know. Where did you start? How all of this movement of autumn keto yeah. started with you? So, you know, I feel, you know, like most people, I've been overweight my entire life. I've always been on some sort of diet since I was like an early teenager, you know, until really now, like my whole life, I've been trying to figure out how to lose weight. But what I really wanted to know was how are people supposed to eat? Because mm -hmm. I lived a life where I felt like food called to me and how could everyone else just like leave pieces of pizza sitting around? But all I was thinking about was like, there it is. Like I felt very, you know, I would look around and everyone else seemed normal, but I felt like, why am I having these feelings and why is, you know, like food calling to me and why do I like to eat so much? Like I would have those thoughts. So I really just wanted to figure out how are people supposed to eat, you know? Um, and that led me on all sorts of diets, um, you know, in the, in my early twenties, I was really big on the standard American dieting diet. So like I said, I always, I was at 1500 calories a day, but really processed food. So I was eating hundred calorie packs of Oreos. I was eating lean cuisine pizzas, you know, like juice, smoothie, you know, all the things, like the things that the industry tells us will help us lose weight, right? I wasn't really focused on food. I was focusing on counting numbers to fit into some sort of rule book because like this would be what helped me lose weight, right? We all know Weight Watchers and all the points. Like I've tried everything, all the counting, all the measuring, all the everything. Um, and I was successful for a while as we all, you can do, you can do anything for a little bit of time. Uh, but then as soon as you lose a certain amount of weight or a certain amount of time passes, I would think, okay, now, whew, now I'm done. I get to go back to how I was eating before. And so I would just lose and gain and lose and gain because I always saw a diet as some temporary thing that I had to do in order to lose weight so that I could get back to normal, you know, or eat how I really wanted to eat. Right. Um, and so that just kind of led me all the way up till 2015, which is when a first shift happened, which is when I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. So wow. Crohn's disease runs in my family. My grandmother had it. My father has it. I knew it was a possibility that I could have it, but I really, the way that I found out I had Crohn's disease, which I had the teeniest, tiniest, I'm talking about pinpoint ache in my ab. Um, and I thought it was from the gym because I've always been really big into working out and because, you know, that's how you lose weight. And, you know, and so I was like, oh man, those sit-ups must've really did something because I have this little pain right here. Uh, and it lasted for a whole week. And thankfully, my mother was like, no, this doesn't seem like sit up pain. Like, let's go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. And the doctor did a CT scan on me. Um, and she told me to go to the hospital immediately. Like she called me. Oh she God. said, you need to go to the hospital. Like you are so close to a bowel perforation. Your intestines are in horrible shape. You need to go to the hospital. And I was in shock because I was like, no. I feel fine. <laughs> like I just have this little, this little bitty pain, but like, I'm not going to the hospital. You're in dire need. Like I, I don't feel like that. And she said, you don't feel like that, but that's what's you need to go to the hospital. That's what's happening. And so I spent five days in the hospital receiving intravenous, um, 
anti-inflammatory medicine just to get my intestines back down. Uh, and so I, I stayed in the hospital for five days and they really kind of just packed me up and sent me on my way and said, congratulations, you have Crohn's disease. Here's a gastroenterologist, right? But they didn't tell me, and they honestly didn't even tell me what it was. They didn't tell me that it was an autoimmune inflammatory disease of my bowels. They didn't tell me to change my diet at all. If anything, they told me to eat a low fiber diet because fiber can cause there to be issues in my intestine. And that was the first time in my life where I was like, low fiber. You know, like I've in, in the weight loss world, you hear high fiber, like because fiber is a slow carb and it helps you stay full and vitamins and minerals, all that. And so that was the first time I, I feel like I really received conflicting information about what was healthy food, right? Um, mm -hmm. But they didn't say anything else. They were just like, if you feel good, you can eat it. If you don't, if it doesn't make you feel good, you shouldn't eat it. And up until that point, the standard American dieting diet, I, I felt okay, right? Because it never really made me feel bad before. So I just continued the same old up and down and diet food and off the rails and diet food and off the rails um, up until January 2017. So two more years, nothing happened. I, would, I didn't experience any more symptoms. But in January 2017, I started to eat and I noticed that every time I ate, I felt horrible for like two hours afterward. And it was just this intense pain that I had never felt before. And I was really sad because I love to eat and it's <laughs> eating was causing me pain. I, I did recognize that it was directly linked to every time I ate. And so in July of 2017, the pain had gotten so bad that I just literally Googled food to help you feel better. Like I, you know, because I could tell it was when I was eating and I just wanted to feel better when I was eating. So I Googled mm -hmm. food to help you feel better. And the very first two videos I saw were Dr. Eric Berg and Dr. Ken Berry. Um, mm -hmm. And they were talking about keto and they were talking about the anti-inflammatory nature of the diet. Um, and that was, you know, inflammation had become a buzzword on my radar because I knew that Crohn's was an inflammatory disease. Uh, and so I was like, you know, wow, I didn't know you could, I didn't know food could control inflammation, right? You know, like I didn't know that food could do anything up until that point. I knew that food could control how much you weighed. If you ate more, you weighed more. If you ate less, you weighed mess. less. I didn't know food could control how you felt. And so seeing that you could actually eat in a way that lowers the inflammation, that could lower the pain, that was crazy to me. Not to mention, then I, then I see all of these amazing weight loss transformations of like, and people are losing tons of weight, which is something I've always wanted to do my entire life. And then I noticed what they were eating. And I was like, wait a minute, I love beef. I love bacon. I love cheese. I love eggs. Like these aren't link cuisine pizzas. You know, like this is, this is real food. Like this, and it real looks food. real delicious. And so in September of 2017, I decided to give it a go. I was like, I, because I have nothing to lose. I literally have nothing to lose. Right. Um, and so I started the diet and the, you know, and immediately I just noticed a difference in, what it feels like to eat a real food diet. Like, just like, wow, you know, I had to cook more. I became really big into meal prep. You know, that's when I started my YouTube channel in December of 2017 to kind of show people how I was doing it because it took effort, but it was worth it. And it really, you know, I'm, I would see people talk about how when you don't have sugar, you don't crave sugar. 
And I was just like, there's just no way. There's no way that I could never not want sugar. But, you know, lo and behold, you don't have it. You get through the first couple of days and then you're just like, ah, I'm fine, you know. Right. And it's just, it's amazing to feel that way. It's amazing. You know, like I always used to say, the, the voices in my head craving the food, they were always at like a nine and a 10. They were yelling. They were, they would literally interrupt my thought patterns to where I couldn't do anything until I ate the food. You know, like if you're, if you're at work and someone brings in donuts in the break room and they would literally, he would yell in my ear, eat the donuts, eat the donuts, eat the donuts. And it just got so overwhelming that the only way to make it shut up was to eat the donuts. Donut. Like, and I, all I want to do is make it quiet. I wanted to quiet the void. And so the beautiful thing that keto and, you know, low carb lifestyle does is it, it truly turns the voice down. I don't think it turns it off, which because we're human and donuts taste delicious, I, you know, and like they smell good and they smell, <laughs> you know, but like it, it turns it down to like a level two and you're like, Correct. okay, it's a little rumbly. I, I can deal like, man, I can deal with that. It's a little fly. It's not this layering noise that you can't focus. Right. So in your story, um, I don't, that in 2017, when you mm -hmm. started, you know, experiencing what was doing this uh, diet with real food and yes. cooking and all of those things, what was, let's say, the group of foods that you had to ditch that you say, okay, this one's adios, you're out yes. of my house. Which ones were those foods that you, you felt that it cost you the most, like, effort yes. to just so, let them go? For me... It was the sweets. Like, I didn't realize this, but like, I don't really care for pasta. Like, I like the way bread tastes, but, eh. but yeah. you know, it's even the, the little sweets, like the hundred calorie Debbie's little Debbie snack, you know, it's like, it was always a little desserty type thing, you know, mm. and just realizing that, you know, of course, sugar, not only is sugar not good, those things aren't even real sugar. That's not even you real drink food. It. Sodas too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, drinking. Okay. Yep. Drinking the calories. So, you know, and just realizing it's the sweetness. And so just realizing that it's not helpful for me to continue to have those things. And just the more you have it, the more you do want it. And I knew that I didn't want to want it. I, I was like, I just, I want to turn the voice down. Like I don't want it to be so loud, you know? Um, but yeah, it was actually easier then I thought to get rid of like the true, the carby type, the pastas and the rice and the bread, you know, but it was the sweets where I was just like, ah. Now, let me ask you something else, because for people that are listening right now that are, that are in tune with your story, say, that's me. I want really to start experiencing this real food thing. But and here is my question to you. You were living with your husband. Mm -hmm. So that is starting to clean, let's say, the diet for replacing those old foods with better foods, yeah. real foods, like whole foods, uh, instead of the processed foods. It was something that you were not doing only for you. You were doing it for him as well. So it was like the family was going through the cleansing. And I'm asking this because I often find these questions from normal people and say, oh, I would love to do it, but my kids eat so much cookies. And then mm -hmm. they woke up at night and they are, you know, going and, and I hear the noise and I wake up. What are you guys doing? Oh, we're eating ice cream. And then I crave the ice cream and I eat the ice cream. Yeah. So I have these situations where I, I, I know 
these people really want to go into the program and get the benefits of losing the weight and, you know, obviously reducing the inflammation is a big plus, but mm -hmm. especially for losing the weight because they yeah. eat constantly what they all, the kids eat. What would be like your your sage um, advice for them in that regard? How can they achieve that if they so keep doing the wrong things? I there are some things that I give like I give a lot of grace and, and leeway on, and I try to think about like it's a lot easier said than done. But one thing that I that I'm just super hardcore about is that children can't eat what's not in your house, and so. Like I, I heard someone say this, my good friend, Abby from House of Keto, and she says that it's a parent's job to, because I don't have any children, um, but it's a parent's job to curate the food that comes into the house. Mm -hmm. So what that means is you're responsible for all of the food that comes into the house. And then the children can pick and choose from what you've chosen already. And so I'm not saying never bring sweets into the house ever again, but it's not really it's not really re realistic to think that you as a, as a parent could follow this really strict, really clean diet and then just have all of this processed kid food, like, you know, goldfish and popsicles and all this stuff, like, and have that all for your kids and it, it would never overlap. Right. And yeah. then you also have to think about the health of your children. Why would you want to reserve the benefits of a keto diet for yourself? Like, and, and, but, but sure, my kids can just be bouncing off the walls and my kids can have these cravings and my kids can do this, you know, like, like metabolisms are different, but you know, between children and adult, but there's just a benefit even from a younger age of understanding and learning what real food is. And I just Absolutely. think that's a problem is that the standard American child does not under, they look at food as like icky, healthy stuff. And these snacks and the fruit roll-ups and all this of like, that's food. And I just think children and, you know, everyone needs to learn where that stuff belongs, you know, as a snack, as a once in a while type thing. But it's, it's a part of the everyday diet. And that's where the most harm comes in. Besides, I also think that when, when the, I mean, especially the mother, the father, you know, they're so involved in the cooking for the children it's very unrealistic to think that they're going to cook one set of food for them and then another one for themselves. And, and you're right. I think uh, it, is, it, is, uh, it, it is more a comprehensive program for all of them to benefit because everybody can benefit from whole foods, absolutely. And we know the dangers of the you know, standard American diet. We've seen it every single day. And I still... Still, still, Adam, you see they, these crazy charts where these researchers are advocating some kind of pyramid of standards of points for foods that are healthier than others. And when you see um, very highly processed foods are ranked as more healthy than whole foods. The, as The base of the pyramid. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And, and, you know, I think a lot of times parents have some sort of hesitation about having their children eat keto or low carb because it's touted as a weight loss, like, of you know, diet. And, you know, you think, well, I don't, my kids don't need to lose weight. Like I'm, I don't want to put them on a food uh, diet, you know, mm -hmm. like to have complex about food, but that is not true. I mean, keto, 
it can, you know, and it does, you know, when eating, you know, a certain weight results in weight loss, but it doesn't have to, right? You can eat keto. And as long as you're eating to balance and fuel your body, you won't lose weight. And so I think when parents hear putting their children on keto, it's like, oh, you're restricting because you want them to lose weight and that's mm. cruel. And all, you know, like I'll, I'll just, all the things I see online about parents going back and forth and, you know, I'm, I'm not in that, that fight, but if, you know, at a certain point, it's your own personal decision. Like it's your own personal, um, you know, what you're doing for your family. So that's, what's the most important. I agree. So back in 2017, 18, you start yes. experiencing the benefits of the whole foods and you start, uh, basically documenting everything on your channel. Yeah. Um, you were following the advice of these doctors, which, by the way, they were mine too. During COVID, I learned so much with them yeah. because I was home yeah. and working from home. Mm -hmm. So every time I wasn't driving three hours, you know, in commutes from my house to the office anymore. I was yeah. just basically yeah. here. So I was listening a lot of these um, videos and I started doing a lot of these programs. I, I actually did the, the carnivore. And it was very successful. And it was for a period of time that I started introducing a lot of, you know, foods that were very healthy, but balanced. I don't lose weight anymore. I keep my, my weight balanced, my husband as well. It's just very good to be following um, the advice of experts and doctors that successfully done it on themselves mm -hmm. and with a community of people it works. So what was your journey like when you start? What were your, like, in your body? What were the first changes that you start like feeling when you start so, changing the diet? The first change, number one, was the not thinking about food all the time. Like, you mm -hmm. know, that's that has been happening like the 30, 30, you know, one years of my life up until that point. So to <laughs> to feel the the noise turned down, that was really just un unbelievable and unfathomable. Yes, it was. It was amazing. And then secondly, to, you know, see the number on the scale go down, not as quickly or as steadily as we all want, but to see that it was resulting in changes. Um, and then just, and then having a greater appreciation for real food um, and just understanding how, what food does to your body and how it's supposed to be enjoyed um, and the role it's supposed to play, like just the learning. I did so much learning, you know, and that's what I always say is I was looking for understanding how people were supposed to eat. But now I realized I was looking for the proper human diet. I was looking for the answer of how are humans supposed to eat? And then understanding that a low carb, low processed food, high in protein and healthy fat diet, that's what the body, the human body can thrive on. And it just it clicked and made so much sense to me um, that I was and I was so excited to find a community of people that understood as well. Absolutely. And and I guess something that I experienced my own, I'm an engineer. I work a lot of numbers and it's is 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 you know, it's very mental. When I start doing the the keto more on the carnivore side, the mind, the clarity, it was like yeah. this is crazy. <laughs> The mind was so clear. I was not having this, uh, you know, it was like a fog otherwise. No, I was clear. The level of energy, yeah. it was incredible. And and I think this is a great benefit from the start. Just replace. And my diet has been always very good. I was just finding and tuning yeah. based on these 
doctor's advice and, you know, experimenting and see how it goes is very, very, very good for us. And, and I just think every, everybody that I talked to that had been through the same changes, they experiment similar effects. But now you mentioned something that it really interests me. And you say the noise in my mind was reduced. I didn't have this craving and this, I need to eat, I need to eat this voice inside of me. And it just occurred to me, Adam, I don't know if you'd experience with your other diets. Most of the diets are really, in my opinion, are kind of set to failure. Because it's not true. Humans can live limited themselves and feeling hungry and this, you know, just they're deprived from the food and feeling like something is lacking, like going to sleep, feeling the pain in their, in their, in, in their stomach. Mm-hmm. That's not really sustainable. They may it's work for a little, but it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. And that's one of the, that is one of also the biggest points of difference that I found in the, the keto community was I found people that loved food. Like, you know, every other diet community, like you were mentioning, it's really just a see how little we can get away with eating. You know, it, it's, it, they, it's like, okay, you're supposed to suffer and you're, you're achieving something, you know, like it's supposed to be hard. Where is with keto, you know, the people that I was meeting, they're like, I love food. I love to eat. And as long as you eat the right things that keep you, you know, comfortably full and like in, in not having, that's how you don't think of food is when your body is satisfied, when you're releasing the proper hormones to let you know, like you're hungry, you're done. And you can go on about your day and just realizing that roller coaster of, of, you know, underfeeding yourself, also not feeding yourself the right things to trigger the messages in your mind, the blood sugar dips, which causes your brain, you know, to want more. It's just realizing that it's all happening on purpose. It's like, I'm not broken because I constantly want food. This is how the system was set up, you know? And now that I know how to eat in a way that causes me to not crave it all the time. Like it's, it's just very enlightening. Like, wow, it wasn't me. That was another thing that I loved about keto was realizing like, there is nothing wrong with me. Of course, your the human body is going to be addicted to sugar and Mm -hmm. all of these hyper palatable things, you know, like that is human anatomy. There's nothing wrong with why we got to this place. But now that we know better, we've got to do better. Now, you know, if we take all this information and knowledge, and we still choose to eat in a way that is destructive to our body, that's a choice, right? Like, I just feel like the ignorance just, you know, the shackles fell from my eye, and I was like, okay, now I understand. Now, what I'm going to do with this information, that's up to me. That is true. So, you know, we see so much misinformation in media, and and people get, I'll say, they they are so much in need to find answers. Mm -hmm. That if they connect with someone on on these you know channels, they go for it, and sometimes they don't do enough uh, due diligence. And we mm-hmm. see some uh, you know, and then they demonize other people doing something else. For example, I really think lately um, I notice a lot of campaigns demonizing the animal proteins, and that is mm-hmm. that is sad. Now the new noise that we're listening is you don't have to eat animals you don't want to, to you know this and let's create change. this thing let's eat the fake animals yeah let's meat. create this thing in a lab that's better for the planet better for the like 
and it's a shame and it's just it it's yeah dumbfounding like I, I'm just like and it's so loud that I was just like I just you know I try to affect change in my life and the people that I can talk to every day because you know when you have billion dollar budgets and you you know you have the, the <laughs> messaging perfectly uh-huh. crafted to speak to, to the people it's like wow that's it's diabolical it's criminal if you ask me so I just gotta step away yeah, it's, it is. And, and you see where this thing is going little by little. They start showing and then, you know, data. No, you shouldn't be eating animals or whatever. I just think that the way that you were, you know, asking yourself, what would be the proper diet? What is really a human needs to be eating the correct way? We have to go back and see evolution. You know, our ancestors we're not eating Cheetos exactly. or, or, or the sugary crackers. oil. Like. Yeah, no, those oils, forget it. I remember, you know, I come from Colombia, mm-hmm. South America. We eat everything out of an animal there. Everything. We respect the life of that animal that is giving us sustent. So it's from, from nose to tail. Mm-hmm. Entire thing. I mean, we, we have used even for, for the skins, for everything. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, I remember my, my grandmothers and my mom, they were cooking in lard, in tallow. Yeah. Oh, today we're, we're cooking in tallow, like it's the big yeah. thing. That's exactly. how hundreds of years our it, ancestors were eating. Exactly. And honestly, like 60, 70 years ago, like people, people don't realize how recent the agricultural industrial revolution was you know even our grandparents used lard you know Mm -hmm. like and and it's just now even in our lifetime starting in the 60s and 70s that's when this fake stuff used to be on the market and even back in the day when mcdonald's was like frying actual pea you know actual potatoes and actual oil it's like okay that's fast food to a certain extent but today they're science experiments. It's like potatoes dipped in these preservatives, fried in these super addictive oil, like, you know, plastic oils. It's just like, it's not even food anymore. No. You know? Our and bodies even, don't know what to do with that thing. They don't know. They, they don't literally know. think it's poison. And that, and, and here's what I'll tell you. When I learned that inflammation is caused by the immune response to, you know, what your body is eating because it literally doesn't know what it is and it thinks it's poison and it's trying to help you by attacking it, you know, and, and just understanding like, wow, you know, and I try to, and I explain it to people like this. Do you know not to drink motor oil? Like, of course, motor oil is for cars. It's like, yeah, it's, it says oil though. You should be able to drink like, no, but like, I get that that oil is not for consumption. It's like, okay. What if I told you that canola oil is motor oil? You know, like it's just it's just bleached motor oil. You know, would you reckon? Would you then recognize it as poison and not a suitable food product replacement? You know, and people understand like, well, yeah, that's poison. But when you just try to come out and flat out say like canola oil is poison, it's just it's too extreme sounding. But it's true. And I love the way that you put in it because, hey, it's just like shaking people. They have to have that shock effect to realize, no, this is not light thing. 
this can really, really, really be inflammatory in my body. And today, we're seeing a lot of data right now confirming that the, the health of the gut, the microbiome, is completely directly related with your mood, with the depression. People that are depressed, we have doctors here on my channel discussing that and say, Claudia, we have found a lot of depressed people, heavily depressed. They were medicated for years and did not get better. So it was not lack of medication. What was the problem? Was the relationship with food. They were eating overprocessed food, staying up until late playing games or watching TV or on their yeah. phone, eating a lot of preserved, a lot of processed food, chips, crackers, microwave stuff. So all of that disruption in the health of the gut was creating that uh, connection yeah. with depression. So all of that health environment that you create inside and out of your body by yeah. eating the proper thing. I think it's just like it's, like, it's like our new revolution, the food yeah. revolution. Understanding what is good for humans is our new food revolution. Yeah, and, and I, just, I just want the word to get out there. I just want people to have the information. And because that's the thing, what you do with the information, that's up to you. I'm not trying to control what you eat, but I want you to know, I want you to have the real information. And that's why whenever I hear someone say, oh, I need to get healthy, I'm going vegan. And I'm, I'm just like, what do you think, you know, like, why do you think that like a plant-based diet is healthier for you? And nine and a half times out of 10, it's like, oh, because that's what you've heard. They that's don't what know. Heard. They don't even know. And so I just like to say, well, you know, do you like animal food? You know, what if I were to tell you that it was more healthy? And that's when they're like, that can't be true. And that's, that's when you come with the information. But a lot of times people just regurgitate this like, oh, plant-based is healthy. Let me lean meat, lean, no fat, you know, let me just go do that. And they just, they don't know for themselves. Absolutely. So, okay, in 2018, you started your channel mm -hmm. and the response from the people was incredible mm -hmm. because they were resonated with the content that you were sharing. So what you were sharing you just experiences or, or uh, recipes? So, what was that? I shared meal preps. So oh, I great. am the type of person I can eat and I actually like to eat the same mm -hmm. thing for five days in a row, five, six days in a row. And so I, because I realized about myself, I don't like making decisions about food. I don't like it to be lunchtime and me opening up the fridge. Like, hmm, what, what am I going to have today? Like, no, like I want that choice to already be made. And so I would do these meal preps where I'd be cooking all these main dishes and, you know, vegetables and all these other things. Um, and so I would show how, how it was done. Um, and I used to meal prep on Sunday. So I would, you know, make all my food. I would show how it was done and then how it was separated into the five or six containers. And I would, you know, release them on Tuesdays, the videos on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Then I started um, doing what I eat Wednesdays. So basically just showing the result of like, I meal prepped all this stuff. This is actually what I, what I eat in the day just to show how much it is, what it is, where it comes from. It's just to really show what everyday life looks like living the keto diet. This episode is brought to you by Espresso Coffee. Espresso Coffee is my brand of coffee and I created this coffee with your health in mind. Espresso Coffee is a low acidic coffee 
come from the mountains of South America and Central America, when the high altitudes on volcanic soils loaded with rich nutrients and antioxidants. And the way that those nutrients and antioxidants are available to you is by taking care of the plants, taking care of the soils, the waters, the birds, all of the ecosystem. So what we do is ensuring that our relationship with the small farmers who take care of those plants in the way that I just described is better because every single bean in our espresso coffee contains the amazing nutrients that are good for your health. Sana is our brand that is organic, is USDA, 100% organic, certified. So it's just a beautiful coffee with chocolate notes, very deep flavors, aromatic, and the best is low acidic, good for you. I have also um, Alma, which is my Colombian gourmet. This is a beautiful coffee that comes from the high altitude mountains at north of the country. And here I have my house blend that is Activate. Activate is a wonderful coffee for those that need that extra kick for the daily activities that probably had a very active life. This is the coffee for you. All of my coffees are available in the convenience of the coffee pots and the coffee pots are 100% recyclable. So this is beautiful. Go and visit my website, www.expressolcoffee.com. Order our coffees now. And remember, I have in the description box a good discount, an amazing discount for you, my listeners. So go to www.expressolcoffee.com order our healthy coffees right now. Beautiful. So what about the results on the weight loss? You were sharing those too. Yes, I would do a monthly, I would do a monthly weigh-in. Um, and that was, I did that maybe for like the first two or three years. I'm going to be honest. I have really, really moved away from weight loss motivation um, just because there's so much, there's so much mentally that goes into like mm -hmm. losing weight, but deciding to change your life and your health. And a lot of people, whether they realize it or not, they're just doing it to lose weight. They're, they're just seeing it as this temporary stint that they have to do in order to get the number of the scale to go down. And then what, right? And, and that's how I looked at it too. And that's, I, I experienced fair amounts of weight loss and gain, even with keto, because I noticed that that's where I was putting keto in this thing that I got to do, even though it was helping with my inflammation and my clarity, you know, it was just like, but it's this thing that I got to do to lose weight. And then once I lose all my weight, then I can do something else. And so realizing that to, to really, really live it in a sustainable way, you have to think about it. And then I ask people this question, if I told you you are never going to lose another pound again. If the weight that you are right now is the weight that you would stay forever, but every other health marker would improve your blood pressure, your blood sugar, your insulin, your cholesterol, your diabetes, all the, if that all went away, would you still eat like this? You know? Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. a lot of the time, a lot of times it's just like, man, I want to lose weight. It's like, no, take that off the table. Take it off the, like this. Would you still eat like this? You know? And sometimes the answer is like, no, I just want, I want to lose weight out of all that other stuff is nice, but I would try to go after a diet that helped me lose weight, you know? Yes. And, and when you, when you're in that mindset, you're always going to be searching for the thing, the, the temporary thing that you have to suffer through in order to get the result. 
So I stopped weighing myself. I stopped talking about my weight. Now, here's the thing. I weigh myself every single day, like currently. And but it's really is a data point. Like you said, you were an engineer. Like I love having the, the data. <laughs> Me too. And and but it, I'm completely desensitized to it. Like it means nothing. I can step mm-hmm. on the scale and the weight can be up. And I don't think anything of it. I'm just like, you know, okay, got my check. Write this down. See you tomorrow. Like, I don't think, oh, no, that means I must eat less today. Or, oh, you know, and and then when I, if I step on the scale and the weight goes down, I'm not like, yes, I'm rewarded for doing something. Let me try to speed it up. Like, it doesn't affect what I plan to do at all. And if you can get to that place, then sure, you can weigh yourself. But a lot of times that's not the general consensus. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, somebody stepping on the scale and the number being up, that is enough to wreck their whole day. Well, why, why am I doing any of this? What's this? So what's this for? I was so good yesterday, but why am I? Well, you know, it just starts the spiral that ends into, well, none of this must matter. So, and, and it's very unhealthy because mentally unhealthy, because when yeah. people start seeing the yo-yo effect, he yeah. start creating, you know, insecurities like, yeah. Says me, I'm never gonna get to that point. I really wanna look this way. I see this girl, I really wanna look like I mean, it's always a benchmark, a comparison with someone else. Mm -hmm. And instead of being focused on the healthy side, Mm -hmm. you know, and then the body is so smart. Our bodies get to a point of consistency, and consistency doesn't mean that you're going to stay in the same way. Consistency yes. means that this weekend we celebrate our birthdays, we mm-hmm. eat cake, and yep. I have a glass of wine more than, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I get a pound or two, and then this yep. week, one or two, go back in normal. Yeah, so, I mean, so know, for instance, I, I was out of town. Uh, we were just talking about how I was out of town last week for the Keto Orlando Summit. I've worked that conference. So I was, I was there for all hours of the night and day helping run the conference. And it was really awesome. But I came back home and it, I was gone for like six, seven days. Mm-hmm. I came home seven pounds heavier, like than I did just because I didn't have my scale. I, I don't, I can't control what I'm eating. I, you know, like I try to do the best I can, but we're eating at restaurants. I just, I don't know. Different hours, different, same. different hours, mm-hmm. different, a different bed, different quality of sleep. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many variables. And I just looked at my weight. I was like, okay, record it and move on. All now I'm, I have my meal prep. We went right back. I cooked the food that I planned to eat. That'll all be gone in a week. Like just because like you said, the body just balances back out. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've just learned to be so much more patient and so much more, you know, less controlling really. And so, and it does so much more for your mind. (laughs) Like, and that's why I'm, I've really moved away from the, the body aspects of, um, and really the eating aspects of the diet, because we've been doing this for six years. Like I know what to eat. I know what a carb is. I know what a fat is and what protein is. But a lot of people cannot, can never seem to really stick to it for the long term mm-hmm. because what they found is that they haven't changed their mind. They, they haven't changed their thoughts about why they're doing what they're doing. And that's really where my work is now is helping people get to the root of like, why do you think that? Like, why are you thinking that? Why are you so worried about that? What would, you know, like, what would be the problem if that never happened? You know, like really just getting to the root of why, because Keto can become another obsessive thing, just like all these other diets, you know, mm-hmm. that we were just obsessed with. And I really, I'm just really helping 
I want to help people take a step back and just understand why and understand, um, you know, really is thinking like that helpful? Is it healthy? You know, and you're, and if you really take a step back, you're probably a lot further ahead than you think you are. And so that's where I like to help people. That is great. And again, I mean, our, our senses, our bodies, our, all our organs are so smart mm-hmm. that um, once you start cleansing mm-hmm. yourself from all of those foods that you used to eat too much yeah. and they're not good for you, you start decoding all of those tastes. You don't yeah. crave it anymore. And, you know, that's another thing that I work on. You mentioned um, earlier we were talking about, but my husband, for the majority of his diet, I'm really grateful. He was actually raised on a very healthy whole food diet. Amazing. And so he eats real food. But one thing that he does love is candy. And he loves candy, like gummy bears and gummy candy and um, maybe chips, like little snacks. And he is compl- he is metabolically healthy. He has never been overweight. He's Cute. super muscular. He, he It just, we're not coming from the same place necessarily, you know? And so for him, he has his little snacks in the snack cabinet. And it's perfect for him. Yeah, and it's perfect. And, and, and I know a lot of people just get caught up on like, well, I, I can't have that stuff in the house. How am I supposed to be able to stick to this lifestyle if there's all this other stuff around? And it's just, Really coming to the, you know, the conclusion, you can eat anything you want. You can, everything, you're an adult. You you can eat anything you want. No one is literally tying your hands behind your back, forcing you to eat things. So when you're saying, it's not fair that I can't have this, or it's not fair that he can have it and I can't, it's just like, that's not a true statement. You can have it. Go ahead, have it. But then it's like, well, no, because I know that it's going to do this. It's like, okay, so what you're saying is it's a choice. You're choosing not to have it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah, because I know I because it's not good for me. I don't want to eat that. It's like, okay, well, then that's you're making a choice. So there's nothing wrong with something existing that you choose not to have. But when we build these stories up of it's not fair, I, re- I wish I could do this or why can't I be normal? It's oh, like my all genetics are not yours. Exactly. Blame it onto the genetics. Yeah. And it's just like all of this, this person's eating this way and they're, they're losing lots of weight. I'm trying to eat exactly like them. Yeah. Why am I not losing all the weight? It's all the stories that we tell ourselves that really just govern all the actions we take. And then those actions determine their results, you know? And so I've gotten really, really good at immediately identifying the the story anytime i'm starting to feel like oh i'm i'm sad or this is a fair like well what 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 are we thinking here you know like because if you peel the back the layers and come to the truth you're making a choice a choice for your health you should feel proud of yourself why are we feeling deprived you should feel proud right now right and then we can take action from a place like that and that's really where the sustainability comes from, is the choosing to do it every single day. Exactly. Just building new habits. And again, yeah. it's like you're totally cleansing also your mind from mm-hmm. those old foods. You don't need them yeah. anymore. Now, we have been talking about real food. Mm-hmm. What is real food, Autumn? Well, to me, real food is single-ingredient food. Um, you know, maybe three ingredients at the most is very minimally processed. So for me, real foods are eggs, um, you know, meat, so chicken, beef, um, you know, cheese is one of those like minimally processed, like, you know, we can utilize 
technology to, you know, we're not churning, we're not making our own cheese anymore, but still you, it's a very minimally processed from whole mm-hmm. actual ingredient, butter, um, you know, basically just anything in IE vegetables. So, you know, just like ve- true vegetables that just all it is, is the vegetable. Um, that's really what the majority of my diet is. It's just single ingredients, things that I combine and put together in order to make dishes. And it, when you see and you look at it, um, it really simplifies life. Yeah. Because it's, 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 it's very simple ingredient food that are very easy to cook. Yeah. And so. it minimizes the grocery store. Like it just, it moves, it condenses it all to one section. And I'm telling you what, I mean, I, I used to, used to eat a lot more vegetables, less proteins. Mm-hmm. And, um, what I was noticing is that my bill at the grocery store was very large. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the 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 vegetables uh, are perishable very much. So it was mm-hmm. I was wasting a lot of the vegetables. They, yeah. I was not able to eat them all yeah. before they were going bad. So yeah. when I start switching and making the ratios little different now, mm-hmm. I am really eating a lot more proteins, more mm-hmm. animal proteins whole foods and eating some vegetables, the vegetables that I'm bringing home are the ones that I cannot eat. Yep. And exactly. only those. So, you know, so it's not this amount of stuff that at the end, oh my God, it's getting, getting bad. I, I'm wasting my money here. Yeah. So it's a little adjustment and, and it's very good for the budget, a lot better, in my opinion. It's just that you really take advantage of your, of your grocery list and eat everything. So that's yeah, and. And only, and that's the main, that's the number one tip. So the, the most popular video on my YouTube channel is four tips for success on keto. And my number one tip is start with foods you actually like. Just, or just eat foods you actually like. You don't ever have to eat anything you don't already like. And I tell the story about the weekend before I started keto, I looked at all these grocery lists and all these, I printed off all these things and I went to Sam's club and I spent $400 on all this, all this stuff that I ended up not eating and wasting most of it. Like, and you know, I, it took me, I always say my secret keto shame. Like I don't like avocados. Like why? But I was like, Oh, you should eat avocados on keto. So I just bought tons and tons and I didn't eat them because I don't like them. And they just all went to waste. And so one of the things that I always tell people, there are so many on the internet, there are so many keto food lists. I guarantee you there are 10 foods on there that you like right now. Hamburger, hot dog, cheese, eggs. There's things on there that you like. Circle those, only buy those. You don't have to try another new food ever. You can if you want to, but you don't have to. And so really just start with and, and stick to the food you actually like. And that's also a reason I don't make meal preps anymore because they're so boring. Like it's just chicken, vegetables, beef, butter. I mean, it's just, mm. it's the same six things, you know? And I really just got into a groove of this is what I like to eat. This is how I eat. And you can find that for yourself and it can look different for everyone. Absolutely. So you mentioned Eat the foods that you like. That's the first tip. What are the other three? So the other three, if I can remember, the second one is try to go a certain number of days in a row. Maybe I said like 90 days, 
But whatever day, whatever amount of days it is, it's just to prove to yourself that you can stick to something. Mm. Because how many of us on Monday, we were like, I got this diet. I'm starting this new thing. I'm on a roll. And then Friday evening gets here. The weekend comes and you're just like, oh, you know, everything out the window. I'll start again on Monday. You know? Mm. And so one of the hardest things for me was always the weekend. I was one of those five on, two off type people. And I was committed to showing myself that I could do something different. And so I work um, from home and during the week I could eat keto just fine. I had my meal prep. I knew exactly what I wanted to eat at what time. So I thought, why is it that much? Why is it so much more difficult on the weekend? And the answer is it's not. We just make it more difficult. You know, one of the things is we're out of our routine, but that's not, you know, that is not a big enough excuse. But for me, I was so committed to getting through a Saturday eating on plan that I pretended it was a work day. Like I literally sat at my work computer. Now, granted, I was scrolling the internet. I was reading a book, you know, but like I was pretending it was a work day because my thought was if I'm never hungry until 11 o'clock Monday through Friday, why am I hungry at 8.30 on Saturday? Like I'm not, I'm just simply not. So really pretending that I was at a work day that first weekend put my body and my mind into perspective of just like, oh, I can do this, right? And once I got through Saturday and Sunday, I was right back to Monday. And Monday is perfect. I know how to deal with Monday. And so really just proving to myself that I can get through a weekend, that just did so much for my confidence and for letting me know that like I, I am able, I don't have to fall off the wagon every weekend. That doesn't have to be who I am. Like that was a huge, a huge milestone for me. Wow. And what are the other ones? The other, the other keys to success in keto? I don't remember. I don't remember the third one, but I do remember that the fourth one is find a community. Like just find people that are doing it too, because in your support. real life, yeah, support in your real life. You, you might be the only person, you know, that eats like this and it can cause you to feel isolated and alone. And like, you're the weird one. And why are you ordering a bunless burger? That's not normal, right? So finding people who it is normal to and who they know exactly what you're going through and exactly, you know, that is their normal as well. I just can't under, I can't undervalue like how important that is. And so that was the fourth tip. This makes sense. And I see a lot of advertisement in other programs where they really want now to do the, the weight loss program for the couple because... Yeah. Is the support system. Yes. It's not feeling what you're saying, isolated. And yeah. oh, I'm, I'm not, I, I am, I'm, when I'm coming to visit my family, I'm the weird one. You yeah. know, mm -hmm. they have to, they make faces when they put my plate. Oh, yeah. true. She doesn't yeah. eat carbs and then exactly. they take everything from your plate. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, oh no, guess you can't have this. Or just the like, come on, one won't hurt. You know, just all of that. Just all of mm -hmm. that, you know, so. It, that can be isolating and difficult to deal with. So just having a community of people to that, you know, that understand you is really, really important. So I know that that was the fourth one. So what are the principles of the keto, keto diet, or let's say the keto way of eating? Because mm -hmm. it's not really like a diet you're going to do no. temporary. It's just in a, a style of life. Mm -hmm. So what is the keto style of life? So 
you know, so the keto, the keto diet is a way of eating that should put your body into a state of a metabolic state of ketosis, which is where we burn fat for fuel instead of carb. And so in order to do that, we have to eliminate and all but um, yeah, eliminate or severely restrict the carbohydrates that we eat in order to give our body to instruct our body really to burn fat. And so if you want to look at it in terms of ratios, that it's it's eating in a way where 80% of your calories come from fat. Um, and then well, 75, I would say, and then 20-ish come from protein, and then 5% or less come from carbs. Um, and so really just eating a diet that is based in real, I'd say real meat, real animal, you know, real fast, and then limited vegetables and animal fats, and then all but eliminated yeah, carbs. And that that's really how I eat. It's just a carb, it's a carb void diet. I just eat meat and vegetables all day. So what kind of vegetables are you including with your meats? I love broccoli. You know, once again, wonderful. No, I don't, nobody forces me to love broccoli. I love it. And if you don't love broccoli, you never have to eat it. Like, you know, like, it's not like, well, I can't do keto because I guess I don't like broccoli. It's like, no, you, you pick the ones that you actually like. So I love broccoli and I also love green beans. And so those are the vegetables. And I just, um, I buy the microwave in a bag version and then I'll just I'll steam those and then I'll just throw them back in the microwave with a tablespoon or two of butter and just mix them up. Yummy. Salt and pepper them and uh, delicious. Tell me, okay, so we went to from 2018 when you start, mm -hmm. you know, doing all of these meal preps and experiencing the benefits of the whole foods, real foods on your life. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the chronos. What happened? So I um, still have, you know, I have Crohn's disease. And in 2019, it got to a point where I did need to have surgery. Even with my dietary changes, my doctor told me, even when I went into the hospital in 2015, mm -hmm. they told me that the extent that I had a colonoscopy, the, uh, the extent to which my intestines were damaged, it looked like that had been happening for over the course of five years. Long time. And I was, I was completely asymptomatic. And, but I, that damage was happening. So in 2019, I did have to have, um, 40 centimeters of my small intestine removed. Um, but I got through that, you know, surgery and everything great. And, you know, ever since then, I have not experienced any pain. I do take medication. Um, but, you know, eating the keto, you know, inflammatory lifestyle, once they took the bad part out, now that I can start from scratch with like fresh intestines, you know, like now that I can get all the brand other new. stuff out, brand, you know, <laughs> so I have, you know, severely slowed and if not, you know, halted the progress of my disease based on my diet. So imagine for those listening out there, oh, you know, learning from your experiences and, and if they adopt a style of life, in keto, let's say, when, when it's a lot healthier for them, it's healthier foods, uh, proper human diet, as mm -hmm. we mentioned it here, how many conditions they can be preventing, yeah. you know, in the future, just yeah. by giving the body what it really needs, making yeah. it at, at an optimal level of functioning, just by mm -hmm. the way you're eating yourself, yeah. you're, you're uh, consuming the foods and yeah. providing yourself, your organs with every single food that it really matters yeah. to them that and that's really and that's really absorb. 
that's how I look at eating. I'm I, when I'm eating, I'm giving my body the tools that it needs to keep me alive. Like my body knows exactly what to do. I imagine like little people in there just like boop, breaking it down. Like, oh, I'll take that and I'll carry that here. You know, your body knows how to do that. Yes. When you give it the food, when you're eating all this processed junk, you're you know, it's just imagine showing up with tools and you're like, I can't do anything with this. Like I don't know what to do with this. So your body honestly just stuffs it inside all the fat cells. They're like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this, but if we keep it here, it's going to kill you. So I'm just going to put it inside the fat cells. And so really just understanding the purpose of eating, like giving your food, the giving your body the materials it needs to keep you alive. This is amazing. It's the greatest story. I don't thank you for sharing. So since then, you have been growing your community on YouTube like poof exponentially people really responded to your message really get into the uh wagon of this mm -hmm. you know wellness and healthier style of life that's great just imagine how many thousands of people you have helped through your message on, on youtube this is great yes and so that i've taken it one of the proudest things i've done is taking that connection all from online and moving it offline into real life um and so I used to go live on my YouTube channel all, all the time. And so all of my subscribers, they would know what was going on in my everyday life because I would go live essentially every day. And so one day, you know, I live in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm very proud. I love living in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, but I didn't know a lot of keto people in Louisville. And one day I saw on Instagram, there was a keto meetup happening in Louisville. And it was from a person I didn't even know. And I'm like, how did I not, how do I not know this person? But I was so excited and I kept telling my community on the on my YouTube lives, oh my gosh, there's a keto meetup. It's happening in a month. Mm. Oh my gosh, there's a keto meetup. It's happening in two weeks. OMG, the meetup's next week. You know, you like were we excited. were kind of counting down. I was, I was, <laughs> we're counting down. So I went to the meetup. I went with my mother because she was keto. You know, she's keto too. So we she's went very together. beautiful. I see her on the yes. videos. <laughs> Thank you. And, and so we went to the meetup and it was really nice, but it didn't help us meet anyone. You know, it was very like me and my mom, we just sat together at the bar because we walked in and it just kind of looked like everyone knew each other. And we were just like, well, we don't know anybody here. We don't know, you know, feel necessarily like we belong. So we sat at the bar and of the restaurant and we just ate our little snacks and we watched people have a good time and we kind of left not, not knowing anybody. And we were bummed about that. And so, but of course the next day on my live, that's what everyone was asking. How was the meetup? How did it go? Did you make any friends? How was it? And so I just was kind of telling them like a heartfelt, like I'm kind of bummed because I didn't meet anybody. And, you know, I've started to say things like, well, you know, cause if I had a meetup, I would make it so that everyone had to talk to each other. And if I had a meetup, I would make it a place where everybody felt welcome. And if I had a meetup, you know, I'm just kind of saying this thing. And everyone in my comments was like, oh my gosh, Autumn, you should host a meetup. And I was just like, no, no, that's crazy. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, if you hosted a meetup, we would come to it. And I was just like, there's no way, you guys. Like, that's crazy. And But they were like, no, you should do it, and we would come. We want to come to a meetup like that. And I just thought the idea was crazy for the longest time. But then I randomly I started to look like, well, you know what? If I were to host a meetup, what would that look like, you know? Yeah, let me contact the hotel. Like, I was just sort of thinking, like, how hard would that be to put together 
oddly enough, not as difficult as I thought. And so, and you know, so I was just like, wait a minute, I can just reserve this conference room. I don't, you know, and so it just it was a lot easier than I thought it would be. So that's how Keto Palooza, that's how my conference was born, which just as a meetup from for my YouTube friends and family. What year? That was your starting with Quito Palooza. So the first Quito Palooza was supposed to be in May 2020. And mm -hmm. that did not happen um, because everything shut down in March. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, no, guys, we can't have it. And it was getting moved to like September, October. And I was like, hey, do we just want to cancel this? And they were like, no, we don't want to cancel. We want to come. We want to meet each other. So the very first Quito Palooza happened at a hotel in downtown Louisville. Um like September of 2020. So we all had on masks. We were all like social distancing. We were like, I love you. I can't touch you, but you know, at least we could be together. Um, and there were 30 people there and it was just the really, just, it was such a great event and it was just so awesome. But when they were all leaving, they were like, bye, see you next year. And I was like, next year, that's, this was a one-time thing. They were asking for And so, you know, I ends up, they wanted to come back. And so I was yeah. like, I can open it to more people. So the next, mm -hmm. so the first Keto Palooza had 30 people. The next year we had a hundred people and that's when we had speakers. And that's when I met Dr. Barry in real life. And these, are, this is like, he's the reason I got the keto. He's the reason I changed my whole life and was able to meet these people. But now he's coming to my event. It was just this crazy full circle moment Beautiful. and you know Beautiful. to the year two we had 200 or 100 people last year we ex we grew out of the hotel that we were at for the first two years we had to go to an even bigger hotel last year we had 200 people and this year coming up in october the goal is 300 and we are well on our way there and so we we keep inching toward that number every single day and i'm just so grateful and i'm so excited um and proud of what i've been able to create and i just you know, I love saying it's it's Keto Palooza, as in Louisville, Kentucky. And Louisville, Kentucky is a lot closer to places than you would think. So just Google, you know, you're, you're probably within an eight-hour drive from Louisville, and we would love to see you at Keto Palooza. That's awesome. So this year is going to be when? October 6th through the 8th. October 6th through the 8th. And yeah. how many people you are expecting? 300 that we're capping at 300. So that's Amazing. the thing. This is the year we're going to sell out. And and once again, I want to keep it at a small number because I want to keep that atmosphere. People call Keto Palooza like the Keto family reunion. It's just, it's a place where you can go. You can know everybody or you can meet people and look them in the eye and say, I'm so glad you're here. You know, this is where you belong. And so I don't want it to get to like a big, huge conference where I can't talk to everyone. That you know, Absolutely. that's the opposite of what I want. So I'm cutting it off at 300, and we're gonna reach that 300. So don't let it uh, don't let it sell so out on you. No. <laughs> so do do you have a speakers this year? Who they are? Yes. So I have seven speakers. Once again, the amazing wow. Dr. Barry. Yep, he's gonna be there again. Joe and Yay. Rachel Stauffer from Two Crazy Ketos are gonna be there. Um, let me see. Dr. Ryan P. Lowry from ketogenic.com is going to be there. Dr. Boz will be there. Kim Howerton will be there. Maria Emmerich will be there. I'm so grateful. And Dr. Tony Hampton is going to be there. So, yeah, it's an amazing speaker lineup. That's amazing. Yeah. And I love I love uh, Louisville. I used yes. to um, go there a lot to the Amish country. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of dealings yes. with the Amish because I had my farm outside of Nashville for many yeah. years. So I was going, I love that area. So it sounds like a lot of fun. 
And for my listeners out there, we're going to have all the information down here on the description box. And, and for you, if you're interested in going to Louisville, Kentucky, you better hurry up to get your tickets because yeah, they're going to sell out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to sell Absolutely. out. Absolutely. So, so I'm, I'm you so have grateful. you have like a like a website or or a link where people can go and see. Yes, it's ketopalooza.com. So it's keto and then P A and then L O U like Louisville Lose A dot com ketopalooza.com. Wonderful. So we're gonna put the links down there so people yeah. can uh, see that this is amazing. Uh, Adam, to see your evolution, to see the way that you transform your life, one, but the way that you transform others too. I mean, the yeah. influence that you have in other people, the positive influence. I think that's the beauty of it. And your event, I anticipated it's going to be great. I am just so happy I'm going to see you in a few days yep. in Dixon, Tennessee for our event, the Low Carb for Better Health. Yep. Um, we're going to see Dr. Ken Berry there. Yep. Craig Emmerich, which is mm-hmm. Maria's husband, is yep. going to be there. He had been in my podcast before. So a lot of uh, great speakers yourself. I cannot wait to see you sharing your experiences there. Your community going to love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my podcast going to be um, recording some of the sessions and mm-hmm. being with you and the other speakers and having conversations here and there. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing uh, my coffee, Espresso Coffee which is a brand that I created for the healthy community. It's clean, it's, uh, you know, free of pesticides and molds, and it's fresh roasted to order, uh, low in acidity for those that are very sensitive to, you know, the stomach, the acidity on the coffee. This is something that we need to be away from, those very, very old, over-processed coffees that are highly commercialized. They, wow. They, they're not good for you. And we have... This, I grew up in Colombia. My father was a co-founder of the farmers co-ops for the wow. coffee industry. So wow. I, I had been in this industry forever. So you know a little coffees. bit. Oh, my, all my life. Yeah. All my life. That's I was, I was, I was the boy my, my daddy never had. We <laughs> later <laughs> have a brother. Yeah. But, um, you know, when he was young, that we didn't have the farms anymore, but I grew up yeah. in the farms. Yeah. And we developed the relationship with the, with the farmers, the small yeah. farmers, sustainable farms. So those coffee wow. beans are very healthy. You can see it there. Wow. Um, I love that. So, yes. Yes. I cannot send you some of those coffees so you try them too. You're very good. So for all of that, um, I want to thank you very much for sharing these experiences with us. Our community is going to be thrilled to uh, see you in, in the Low Card for Better Health. And for those who want to join you in the Kitopalooza, yes. sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think it will, it will be amazing. Yeah. Uh, you're opening um, participation on, on virtual or not. It is going to no. be only, only No, so it's just going to be in person once again okay. because that's just the value of the, the community connection. We're just going to keep, you got to be there to be a part of it. You're going to share with us anyway because I yeah. know you share a lot with your community. You're going to exactly. let us have the feeling. Uh, yeah, and how you know, everyone, everyone will be live on Instagram and there'll be things like that. There's no official virtual option, but it'll be happening all over the, the internet it will be. while it's going on. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Especially if they have any good time, they're enjoying, they're going to share with people yeah. what it's all about. And that's awesome. Yeah. So, Autumn, thank you so much for your time, for your beautiful energy. I am thank telling you, you I am I'm very delightful to listen at you and 
all of these transformational experiences that you share with people in your channel. This is great. And you're right. Just keep on doing it, Darlene. You're doing a great job. Appreciate I appreciate it. that so much. Thank you so much for having me on. And it was so great to talk to you. I hope you enjoy the content of our podcast today. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe right here and hit the notification button. Also follow us in all our social media channels. If you want to leave us a comment, let us know what you thought about our interview with Autumn today. All of the transformational stories about herself and her community through the keto lifestyle. Leave us your, your comments right here. And if you'll be so kind, a five-star review. Also, remember, we value your support to our channel. And you support us by supporting our sponsors. And my sponsor is Expresso Coffee. I created Espresso and Coffee with your health in mind. These coffees, my coffees, are low in acidic. They are full with nutrients and antioxidants that are good for you. And remember that happens because I take care of the source. I have the relationship with the, with the coffee growers, small farmers that really take care of the coffee plants. So every single bean right here had the highest potential of nutrients and antioxidants that finally get in the delicious cup of coffee that you drink when you order our Espresso coffees. And I have a, a special discount for you down in the description box below. So take advantage of that discount and order our amazing, healthy, delicious coffees right now. And remember that Shipping is free after $50 of orders. Don't settle for less. Drink espresso coffee now. And remember, until next time, health is wealth for the body, mind, and soul. Take care, my friends. Coffee.com. Thank you very much for listening. And if you like the information that we shared with you today, please subscribe to the Express Soul Health and Wellness podcast and follow us in the social media outlets of your choice. Until next time, please remember, health is wealth for the body, mind and soul.